So, how are we doing so far? <laughs> I hope you are enjoying the time together. At least I do. And we thought of at this point bringing in a bit of a Dhamma reflection. When looking at our theme for today, renunciation and courage, you will maybe have noticed already that these are actually very important ingredients for any spiritual path. When you know, or if you know the Theravada tradition already a little bit, you know that especially renunciation is on the top of the list. <laughs> this is what all our life is circling around. When you look at the precept, at the precepts for the lay community, like the five precepts, they are very much around this theme. And when you look at other traditions, you will notice that you do find that wherever you look. Just a little while ago, I was having a conversation with another group of people, actually not here in San Francisco, I was a bit outside. And it was very interesting to see that renunciation seems to be in the air. It seems to be a quality of this time, a quality of the time that we are living in on the whole, and also a quality of the time right now. And what I mean by this is like when there are, when the economy is going down, we are, most of us or many of us, are really facing up with a situation where we suddenly don't have so much resources anymore as we were used to. We have to look into a situation where we are living with maybe just a little bit less, a little bit less available in terms of material resources. And that will bring up the question, where, where is it possible without too much changes in my life to do less, to need less? What has my life been so far in terms of how I spent my material well-being, like all my material income. And when you look at the spiritual path, this is very much related to that. It's like when you start, when you are, even if you just coincidentally find yourself <laughs> on a spiritual path, you will notice that, especially if you really move deeper into it, you will notice that it is asking you for some renunciation. 
And I don't want to look too much into other traditions today, but really staying with the Buddhist path. And whatever Buddhist tradition you follow, you will face up with renunciation. And it is up to each of us to make the choices where and how we step out of our usual pattern, of our usual pattern of how we are living this life. And I don't want to go into too much into the five precepts or the eight precepts because I know and I think many of you know them anyway, so I don't want to go into that direction. Whatever path you follow, it will bring the question of up of what are my needs? What are the values that I have in this life? What are the values of this path that I'm entering or that I'm walking on? And how can I live these values as much as possible, as much as I want to? And by doing that, this is where courage comes in. Because we do need to have the courage to change. We do need to have the courage for looking into what are the patterns. It's like where, what parts of my life are needing more attention, more mindfulness, more kindness, more compassion. And I think the very first step is something like I would say, and I did experience that myself when I started on this path. It's like you, you make, an, so to say, an internal checkup. You look where you are. You look at what do I see in the way I'm living that needs change. Usually we do enter a spiritual path, we get interested in a spiritual path because we do want to change how we are living. Usually it is bringing more depth into our lives, bringing more meaning into our life, bringing the values that are important to us more into our lives. Finding ways of making them alive and living them in our daily experiences. So when you do make this internal mm, evaluation, you could say, you might find things that you, that you really want to change because you see they are meaningless, they don't really make a lot of sense anymore. Or you might find things that you that are almost I want to say are required for working, for walking this path, for working on this path to change. One of the things that I discovered myself was like maybe I just have to say a little bit about this. I came in contact with the Theravada tradition while I was in Thailand and I 
came to a monastery, a monastery in Thailand, to do a retreat there. And while being on the retreat, it was really for me the first time that I directly heard the teaching of the Buddha, like the Four Noble Truths. And what brought that up in my mind was one aspect was an incredible feeling of relief. I finally found what I had been looking for for many years, or if I don't want to say for all of my life, but for many years in my life. And also what came up with this was this question, how did I live my life till now? Like what what were my values? How did I live them? And what I found was that I had spent a lot of time on things that were more kind of to distracting myself from what was not so pleasant to feel, for example. To distract myself from noticing maybe where I wasn't really honest with myself or with others. Noticing where I did do things out of almost like in a habitual way without questioning them anymore. Like, do I really want to relate to a friend or do I really want to relate to somebody I don't know so well in this way? It's like how much attention do I give into relating to others, into seeing and noticing the needs of others, just as an example. Or how much do I want to How much time do I want to spend in going shopping? I mean, when you go the first time to a monastery, definitely in Thailand, that was my experience, you're getting completely out, kind of thrown out of your habitual way of living. <laughs> you're in a completely different world. And I found myself like... For example, having times where I just felt bored. Just like there was so much time to practice and just so much time for looking internally. And I found myself in places where just boredom came up because I didn't want to go deeper. I didn't want to look deeper. I didn't want to investigate deeper. And then the habitual pattern of relating to that was, okay, what can I do else? <laughs> How can I distract myself from this experience? And, and there was nothing to distract myself, because there was nothing much around, except, <laughs> except for maybe relating to other people, kind of getting in contact so we could distract each other together, <laughs> but also you can't do that really for very long, at least if you are to some degrees, a degree are honest to yourself 
And you notice, well, this I do now because I don't want to face up with the unpleasantness that I experience right now. So when we speak about renunciation and courage, this is this kind of courage for turning away from that, for entering that place that doesn't feel easeful. Turning towards what is painful. Turning towards what needs a stopping and looking and considering the change. Considering what is really needed here, right now. How do I relate to this unpleasantness. And of course, I don't want to say that entering a spiritual path, practicing, brings only up difficult parts or difficult times. Of course not. Otherwise, it would be very difficult to do that because it would mean a lot of courage and a lot of determination to follow that through. And so you will find also very pleasant times, times where you experience easefulness, peacefulness of mind. And for me, that was definitely something that attracted me, or that was attractive of this path. But when I looked at these areas of painful, painfulness, maybe sadness, boredom, uneasefulness, those aspects where questions came up of how did I live my life? And when I look back into my life, is there really a red thread? Is there really something that carries through, that makes this life worthwhile? And so my First, I was lucky enough because I had really several months just to stay in this place and to look deeper into that. And so what was needed, what I discovered, was really to look into the possibilities of changes. And the first step into that is really to stop reacting in the habitual way, to stop and just take a breath and to look into what is needed here, right now, for this moment. And generally, and I still can say that from where I'm right now, it is really coming back into the present moment, coming back to Where am I right now? And of course, we can do that most easily when we have really times of formal practice, like when we have days like this, when we have time to do a sitting or to do a walking meditation. But also, we will need to do that just in our ordinary lives. 
we will find ourselves in situations where we see the need of change and where we have to gather our courage together and look into what kind of change is needed here. One thing we can all look into from time to time and time and time again is really how much do I really need? What are my needs in terms of on the material level, in terms of how much Do I need to take part in the, I would almost say, in the flow of gathering accumulations or accumulation of material goods? Like, do I really need this new car? Do I really need uh, new furniture in my room? Like what <laughs> was very interesting, it, it just comes up in my mind now. What we had just recently in the Vihara was that, in the Vihara I mean our monastery, was we have a toaster and it kind of starts to fade a bit, it burns the bread. <laughs> and, and so there came up the question, like from one of us living there, or oh, maybe we need a new one. And, and there was the do we, really, do we really need a new one? So that, that question came up and one of us actually said, do we actually need one? What is it really that you, that you need? Can you live without a toaster? <laughs> Simple as that. And the answer is quite clear. Yes, of course. <laughs> so... So what we decided to do in regards to this is we just live with as it is now and if it gives out its spirit, like if it stops working, we don't have a toaster and it's fine. <laughs> and please don't, of course, this is not a crucial question in your life. I just give that as an example of what we take for granted and how easily we take things for granted. So it's, it's really asking these questions when I say, like, question, what do I really need? In, and also making for yourself clear values of how do I want to live this life? How much attention? How much attention in terms of material? Like, putting energy and putting money into accumulating material wealth, material goods, but also how much attention, how much energy do I want to give into other areas of my life? How much energy do I want to give and how much time, attention, do I want to give to my practice? What kind of place has the spiritual practice in my life? And spiritual practice does not only mean 
meditation practice, like where you sit down and where you do formal practice. But it also means giving attention to your spiritual friends, spending time and quality time with people who are on the same path, spending time with a friend who might need some help, who is encountering some difficulties in their lives. Is it really like, or what kind of spiritual path do you have in regards to that? Do you say, sorry, I don't, I don't have time for you because I do need to do some more sitting practice instead of spending time with you right now? It's just like, it's really something to ask yourself. And what is important is to have an external flexibility to that. Because sometimes your answer might be, yes, I do need to spend some time on my own because there is something coming up that I really need to pay attention to. And being with you right now would mean not to look into what is necessary. And I actually wouldn't be really able to support you because internally I'm in in a place where I don't have the resources to support you. That is one possibility. But most likely or most often it will be just really saying yes instead of sitting down and really being with what I need to pay attention to right now, I can actually spare some time. I can be with you and I can help holding you in your situation, in holding you with bringing attention to what you might need right now. And that is as much part of our practice as sitting down and doing our meditation practice. At least this is how I'm seeing our practice to be like. When we look at the areas of renunciation in terms of the internal level. What comes up with that is really asking yourself the question of how much am I able really to turn towards suffering? When when I do look at those areas in my life, which are the areas maybe where I need more courage, which are the areas where I know I need to restrain, and what is needed in order to be able to do that. And I 
I really want to ask you is just spend a few moments and really look into that for yourself. Which are the areas in your life where you feel you would need a bit more courage or where you feel more restrained would be helpful. Just look into that right now and find out. And for most of us, I'm sure, some theme comes up immediately. It could be like in your working area, in your work. It could be in relationship with another person. Or it could be also a theme where you know there is a form of addiction. Or it could be also an area where you feel where you feel not whole, where you feel Something is missing right there. So if you look into that, see if you can make the step into being with the energetic or emotional experience of that. And if it is something that is very strong and slightly overwhelming, don't move too fully into it. Just touch into that. Usually when we bring our attention really into the direction of that, if we meet up with the pain, the sadness, frustration, whatever the emotional experience of that is, if we really make internally space for that, if we connect with that, By doing so, we bring it into a place where it becomes a direct experience, where it is not somewhere in the back of our mind. Where it is becoming part of what is happening right now. If you experience by doing so, if you notice fear coming in, and most likely that can be that can be the situation. See if you can just acknowledge that fear. If you can just make a bit of space for this fear. 
When we look at bringing courage into our practice, it really means we are meeting this fear. We are finding ways of connecting with this. Finding ways of connecting with the experience of, with the unpleasantness of that experience. And finding a way of holding the fear in a space of kindness. With a space of and an attitude of acceptance. Courage does not mean the absence of fear. Courage means having the energy of meeting up with the unpleasantness of fear, with the unpleasantness of painful experiences and to do the next step that is needed. When you look at your, so to say, your personal spiritual heroes, just bring somebody up in your mind and you look at their lives Ask yourself, what is it that I value in this people or in this person? What is it that I do respect? What is it that even you might say, like, what do I admire in these people? What is it that makes me look up to them? And you might find that part of that is their courage. It's their courage to continue where maybe other people stop. It's their courage to make their values really important as an important part of their lives. And they follow them up and they really do lift them. So looking into the aspect of renunciation, I think when you see the connection with with courage, with really moving in, stepping into the direct experience of the unpleasantness that might come up with renunciation. You actually, by directly experiencing it, it transforms. It becomes an experience of spaciousness, of being held, with kindness, with the right attention, with a quality of embracing it, of being with. And walking the spiritual path, at least 
walking the path that I'm following, like the Theravada path. This is something you have to learn to, to use. You have to learn to walk, to walk with, to work with. Because renunciation does not mean to cut off from. Renunciation comes out of a feeling of enoughness, of fullness of noticing what do I really need, what is important for me in this life, what is, where do I want to put my energy into, how do I want to live this life, what also to, you could also say, what is the red thread in my life. When you do this step, what it means is you are really stepping out of living your life in a very self-centered way. You are turning towards being part of a bigger something. So what it means is like you are, you are stepping out of your little self into something that is much bigger than that. And in that, what the work you are doing with this is really almost, you could almost say like a shift in consciousness, an internal shift from being concerned, being involved with you being in control of your life, stepping into the unknown of being part of, being connected with the wider field, with the field around you, with the world around you. Because, I mean, practicing renunciation now, in this time, means being aware of the shortness of resources. This is very much part of our life. And whether we have acknowledged it so far or not, this is what we are living with. And there are questions in the wider field of how are we continuing to live this life in the society that we are living in? How long can we um, sustain the way of our life? How long can we sustain to, like in one family, to have two or three cars? Just very simple. And when I say stepping out of this self-centered views into looking at what is needed in the wider field, what are the resources that we are living with, and also looking into what are the resources of my neighbor, what are the resources of my friend. Friends, how can I support them? How can I share what I have 
what I have to offer with them. And it doesn't mean just in material ways. It also means in like your own goodness, your own qualities. And when we look at this, the theme of today, I really want to encourage you also in your practice, like in your sitting practice, in your walking practice, in when you don't, in the time that you don't have formal practice, really look into those areas. Like see how, how do you spend your time? What is going on in your mind when you have a practice day? What are the themes that are coming up for you? And really bringing in the courage to look at that. To look at the painful areas that come up, the painful encounters, and also look at the pleasant ones. Often we dismiss that in our practice, and I don't recommend we do, because they are nourishing. And we, know, we need to know how to use them in a skillful way. I think I want to stop here talking and I just want to give a little bit of space for going back into silence and then we will have about 15 minutes for any questions that have come up and, or any suggestions that you want to bring into how we are doing this day together.